The media accidentally told the truth again. NBC News ran a story about the alleged break-in at Nancy Pelosi's San Diego house in which a naked, gay, illegal alien, and this is not a satire, that's really what happened, assaulted her husband, Paul Pelosi, at 2 a.m. with a hammer. According to the media, obviously, this is all Republicans' fault. Paul Pelosi said to have asked for a, a bathroom break in the middle of this alleged attack, which the attacker granted, during which Paul then called 911 and said that he had a friend over. It was not until police showed up that the attacker actually finally did strike Paul Pelosi. If you're saying this story doesn't make sense, that the details don't sound like some random, politically motivated, violent attack, all you have to remember is that the details don't matter. This is all the Republicans' fault. If you ask any questions about it, you're just some kind of conspiracy theorist. NBC ran a story about the, the event uh, about five or six days after it happened. It included many details that actually didn't quite jive with Democrats' explanation of the events surrounding the break-in. For example, that this was not some random perpetrator. Instead, he was an invited guest. NBC News learning new details about the moments police arrived. Sources familiar with what unfolded in the Pelosi residence now revealing when officers responded to the high priority call, they were seemingly unaware they'd been called to the home of the Speaker of the House. After a knock and announce, the front door was opened by Mr. Pelosi. The 82-year-old did not immediately declare an emergency or tried to leave his home, but instead began walking several feet back into the foyer toward the assailant and away from police. It's unclear if the 82-year-old was already injured or what his mental state was, say sources. According to court documents, when the officer asked what was going on, defendant smiled and said everything's good. But instantaneously, a struggle ensued as police clearly saw David DePap strike Paul Pelosi in the head with a hammer. Too many of those details demonstrated that this wasn't some random attacker breaking into the Pelosi house. It was one of their friends. It didn't jive with the Democrat talking point that the LGBT illegal alien nudist was a right-wing nut job who was radicalized by Fox News. So NBC deleted the story. They totally scrubbed it from all their platforms. Now why? Well, as we said several times on this show, the media is so used to lying that the only time they retract a news story is when they accidentally told the truth. Because what is the truth to the media? It's whatever the party says it is. This is Luke Taylor, and welcome to a fiery but mostly peaceful podcast. Welcome to Fake News, a fiery but mostly peaceful podcast where we dismantle the media misinformation that floods our news feeds all week long. The media tries to mislead you literally every day. But each episode of this podcast will leave you more equipped to correctly interpret the news and spot their deception quicker than before. This is Luke Taylor, an austere religious scholar, joined once again by an actual scholar, a history scholar, and my friend, Jarrett Frill. So Jarrett, thanks for coming back on the show once again today. Always a privilege. Well, I, I wanted to have you back. Um, I wanted to do election night coverage, honestly. We wanted to do that Tuesday night, and then that night... That ended up not working for you, and and that ended up not working for me either. I had some some other stuff going on that night, so um, 
We're gonna do more of an election reflection instead of election coverage, which I think is actually probably better for a podcast because the podcast is not live anyway. So who cares what a podcast, when they cover something live, it's going to be something you listen to later on anyway. We'll just do more of a reflection. And this is good because we've had a few days to kind of let some of the results come in. Not all the results have come in as of Saturday when we're, when we're recording this. So we'll talk about that too. But um, let me just start with this question. Did you vote on Tuesday, Jarrett? Yes. And uh, who did you vote? No, I'm just joking. But uh, <laughs> I just wanted to make sure I voted too, even though I had just kind of moved recently and they changed my uh, voting precinct around, but I, I still able to vote. And um, so I got that done. And um, I called this episode today, a threat to our democracy. And I got that title from a question that actually you, Jarrett, you recently had messaged me. Um, you'd seen a headline that was about how the, I think that Associated Press was saying this election was going to test our democracy. And, um, you, you kind of wonder, what do they mean by test our democracy? It's, you know, I've noticed this in the news all over the place lately, and you've probably seen it too. They're constantly talking about how if the Republicans win, our democracy is going to be over. Have you been seeing this too? Yes. Constantly. It's, yeah, it's gotten really annoying. <laughs> uh, in fact, Max Boot, and he's a writer over at the Washington Post. I saw this headline from him. He said, if current trends hold up, and he's saying this before the election happened. He said, Republicans are likely to take over at least the House and quite possibly the Senate too, along with many state offices. And then he says this, this is how democracies die, <laughs> both at home and abroad. If if the Republicans win fair and square, this is how democracies die, is what he said. <laughs> Which personally, I always thought democracies died when people went out and burned cities to the ground. But eh, I guess people's idea of democracy dying is different. You know, the, the thing about our democracy being in danger... Um, we could say it's in danger, but it's not from the people they're saying are the threat. It's exactly, it's what they're doing. And and I would say also our democracy, or I would rather call it this, I'd say our election integrity, that's more at risk by the way that they're voting now, all these mail-in ballots that come in and it takes these results so many days. There's never been an election in my life, except for one, there's never been an election in my life where here we are on Saturday the election was Tuesday, so it's four or five days later. We still don't know all the winners. This isn't even a presidential election. Yeah. Imagine right? Imagine what it's going to be like in, uh, what is that, 2026 now? 24. Oh, when, 24, I'm sorry. The next yeah. presidential election? What year? What year is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, the only time this happened in my life is the year 2000, Trump, or not Trump, uh, George Bush and Al Gore. And um, which, when were you born? 2000. You were born in 2000. That's okay. Florida, though. So you, it? yeah, it was Florida. You might, you might remember. And I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, the year you were born, but you probably read about it. That they, I think it was in December before they finally, they they counted the votes. Bush was ahead, but it was by like it was less than a thousand. It was like eight or nine hundred. And they counted it again, and he was still ahead by pretty much the same amount. And they counted it again, and he was still ahead by pretty much the same amount. And the Democrats wanted to count it again. And the Supreme Court finally stepped in and said, we've counted it three times. It's over. Call it. <laughs> so if the Supreme Court, now that, you know, for 20 years, we've heard about how George Bush stole that election. And they say the Supreme Court stole that election for George Bush. They counted it three times. Like, and it got the same result every time. I'm just surprised no no more new ballots showed up in the middle of counting. Exactly. That 5,000 uncounted ballots and someone's 
their, their trunk of their car. Right. And nowadays, that's exactly what would happen. And so that's why when we say our democracy is at risk, that's not something that we say. Our election integrity is at risk. Um, but here's why they're always talking about democracy. And when I, see that, when I say they, I mean the Democrats and the media, which are all the same. But when they say democracy is at risk, they don't mean democracy as in our form of government. They mean liberal government. They mean liberal power. So when they say it's a threat to democracy, what they really mean is it's a threat to liberals. It's, it's a threat a, to their plan. That's what it is. Right, right. Um, and it's kind of weird. I never thought of America as having a democracy. Then We hear that all the time now. That's not how I ever thought of it before. Like I always thought of us as a republic. Or some might say a democratic republic or a constitutional republic. But I mean, I always thought of it as a republic. The word democracy never occurs once in the Constitution. And the Founding Fathers generally did not like the idea of democracy. Um, a a straight-up definition of democracy. Control of an organization or a group by the majority of its members. So that means majority rules, right? 51% say they want something, and then that's what happens. That's not how we do things in America, right? I mean, we elect representatives. They go to Congress, and they vote on our laws. We don't just decide all that for ourselves. So I don't even think of us as a democracy. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, it, like it was saying the Pledge of Allegiance, it, and to the republic for which it stands. We don't say, and to the democracy for which it stands. But it's it's like, it, words have no meaning anymore. You know, they're always changing definitions of words. And even when they say democracy, they don't even really mean democracy. They mean... Communism. <laughs> yeah, there you go. The socialism and liberal rule that they want. So... Um, Words, they just have no meaning anymore, and the media is right along there to redefine stuff all the time. Uh, when they say election denier, you've heard, you've probably heard that a lot mm-hmm. lately, too. Yep. Well, they say all these Republicans are election deniers because they didn't like the results of the 2020 election, and, and some say that it was unfair. But uh, Stacey Abrams, you know, are you familiar with her down in Georgia? Yep. She just lost for governor. She ran for governor in 2018 said that it was stolen, and she lost by like 70,000. It was by a lot more than just like some really narrow margin. And she, so she lost in 2018. She never conceded that race. She even said years later, like, I was the real winner of the Georgia election. She was, she was the first election denier. Well, no, she wasn't the first, but I mean, but before all this 2020 stuff, but according I know, to the, I remember 2016, everyone said Trump didn't win. Exactly. The everyone said he's an illegitimate president. I Hillary, wasn't even into politics back then. I, I understood. Yeah, and I, I I remember it. Hillary Clinton. Some of the best memes come out of that 2016 election. It did have some good ones. That we need a book of those, the sacred texts of the 2016 election. But um, I remember Hillary Clinton has said several times that it was stolen from her. But you go on social media today and say the election was stolen, and they'll take you off social media. Um, not Twitter anymore. Not Twitter anymore. There's finally a safe zone there. And like I mentioned, the 2000 election, I've heard my basically my entire life, and probably for your entire life, how the Republicans stole that election, that George Bush was not a legitimate president. So the Democrats have been doing this for years and years. Now, in 20, well, starting in 2020... If you deny the results of the election, you are branded an election denier. <laughs> so you hear about this stuff all the time. Words have no meaning anymore. You know, th- people just th- they just they just change the rules every couple of years. If Democrats end up losing this election, 
there's going to be there's already been some people out there saying, oh, Republicans cheated. They stole election denial is cool again. So we'll talk some more about the election races as we go on. But um, sad truth is we don't know the results of all of them yet. That does make it a little harder to talk about. We don't know yet who's going to end up winning the Senate. And we don't know yet officially who's going to win the House. It's close. The Republicans look like they will, but you never know when the the votes are held in a lockbox or in, or in the trunk of someone's car for a week. Uh, my favorite's the the busted water pipes in in Georgia, right? Yeah, yeah. I do you remember any of the details about that? Because I know people bring that up it a was, lot. They, it was busted water pipes, so they closed the joint down. But it ended up being just like a really small, small little problem that shouldn't have. It wasn't even where the ballots were. And they closed it down. Or that was the excuse. Really? I don't know what they were doing, honestly. Who knows? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there is somewhere, um, Waho, Waho County? Or, let me look this up here. Okay, so um, here I found it. So this was in Nevada, Waho County. And they tweet out, We know that our election live stream cameras went dark overnight. We investigated what happened and how to prevent it happening again. Learn more here. And they put a link. The same day, they report that a bunch more Democrat votes came in. <laughs> Their cameras go dark. We apologize. By the way, the Democrats ahead now. <laughs> it's like, how could it be more obvious that they're they're pulling stuff that we can't see? What was I saw a, a um, I was on YouTube. It was a small clip of a television station in Arizona. They accidentally aired the election ballot results like a week I saw before. That. Yes, the election actually was happening, and it's like, uh, what? <laughs> how, how do you? How do you have these? They, no one's voted in person yet. Yeah. No one's counted anything. How do they have that ready to go? <laughs> um, it's stuff like that that it makes you... I mean, even, let's say even if... Let's give them the benefit of the doubt and say it's not rigged. Mm-hmm. It's just so sloppy of a system mm-hmm. that no wonder people think it is. Yeah. <laughs> even if it isn't, which it, it very likely is in, in many places. It's it's rigged. It, it, no wonder know, people think that. Exactly. They're not. It's not like they're even trying to make it look credible anymore. Um, let me ask Siri a question here. Hey Siri, what's the population of Arizona? So I'm asking Siri that because as of 2020, the population of Arizona was seven million one hundred fifty-one thousand five hundred two. Hey Siri, what's the population of Florida? As of 2020, the population of Florida was 21,538,000. All right, so three times the amount. Three times the amount of people. Florida had all their results in within hours after the election went down. And that's with the hurricane coming (laughs) in. With the hurricane coming in. They got it done before that hurricane hit. (laughs) Yeah. They have 21 million people, three times as much. Arizona, here it is four or five days later. They still don't know. Nevada, I think, has less probably than Arizona. They still don't know. They have thousands of ballots. They just haven't counted yet. There's there's something not right there. there I what can't are the think people of... doing there? I mean, it's just desert. What exactly. else are they supposed to It's not like Florida where, I mean, I can understand getting distracted in Florida, you know, going to the beach and yeah, they're all not even, that stuff. But... They're not even having to dodge hurricanes over in, yeah. in, a, in, a, in Nevada. So when people are able to vote early, for some reason that makes it harder to count all the votes, which they were able to do. My entire life up until 2020, they could pretty much count all the votes on election night. 2020 or 2000 was the exception. That wasn't because of mail-in ballots or anything. That's because it was so close in one state. They had to keep recounting that one state and the Supreme Court got involved. That was that was not because of mail-in balloting or something like that. In 2022, everyone's just mailing their vote in. And I'm like, 
the pandemic's over. I don't I don't know who wants to mail their vote in. I, <laughs> I need it done. I got my I voted in four minutes. I went down there, took me two two minutes standing in line, four minutes to fill out the application, one more minute standing in line to put the ballot in the machine, and I was gone. Yeah. It was like ten minutes altogether. It, you still have to go somewhere if you do the uh, mail-in vote, voting to request a ballot. But in some of these states, they, they, you don't even have to request it. They just mail you the ballot. They just mail them out and send them to everyone's yeah. house. It's wildly dangerous what they're what they're doing. There's no integrity behind it. So, do, I mean, do, do, I, I, here's my next question, but I think you've already kind of answered it. Do you think our elections are fair or trustworthy anymore? Oh, um, it depends on what part of the country you're in. Yeah, good point. I, I, I believe... Where I vote here in Missouri, in Kansas, where I voted in Kansas, uh, when I lived there, I think the elections are quite, quite fair here. Yeah, and and and, and quick too. I go in, like I said, five or six minutes, and I'm already I'm out. Mm-hmm. And it's quick. And these states have no problems counting their votes. There's mm-hmm. no no problems. I don't know about St. Louis or Kansas City, Springfield, Jefferson City, but I know the smaller cities around here. There's there's no problem with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, my whole life, by the time we woke up Wednesday morning, we've always known. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So they'll tell us nowadays, oh, there's nothing to worry about. They're gaslighting us, going out and saying this is completely normal, even though it was never normal until two years ago. But they're going out saying, oh, this is expected. This is normal. This is fine. Um, if you question the integrity of our elections, you're an election denier. You're a conspiracy theorist. Let me tell you something that happened two, two years ago, I guess. Um well, on this question of are our elections secure or is cheating possible? I'll just give an example. I took Dylan and he's our, he was 17 at the time. And I was just wanting to teach him like, hey, this is how you vote. This is how the, the, um, the process works. I took him with me. We got it before I had to take him to school that day. But we, and so he was 17. He went with me. I went and showed him my ID. Um, they checked me in. They gave me a ballot. So like we go in at one table and we scan the ID. Then we go to it. They say, go to this next table to get your ballot. So I go to the table to get my ballot. They hand one to me. They hand one to Dylan. And we kind of looked at each other and laughed. And, and I'm like, oh, he's not here to vote. You know, we're just, I'm just showing him what it's like. You know, I was just trying to be a parent. So they say, oh, okay. We kind of laughed it off. Dylan totally could have voted right there. There would have been nothing to stop him. You know, I'm like, it would be so easy for people to cheat. Now, I'm not saying something like that could happen on a mass scale, but it's like, there's just a little hole in the process that we just accidentally found. We just accidentally stumbled across it. There could be tons of little holes like that in our process where there's lots of little places for for people to cheat. So people try to tell me, oh, you know, people can't steal an election. I'm like, there's, there's tons of openings. We just accidentally found one. There's tons of openings for people to, to steal um, an election and, when people are willing in votes in the middle of the night uh, because it takes days to count votes and people turn off the lights and go home, who's to say they couldn't sneak stuff in in the middle of the night? Um, do I think it's possible that Biden got 81 million votes in the last election and beat Trump fair and square? I totally think that's possible. But when they take four or five days to count the votes, it looks fishy. I can't be 100% sure now that they didn't cheat. I always thought it was fishy. 2020 election fox news they they uh what was it they called arizona but they didn't call georgia or something like that and even though it was uh, it was it was something fishy about that night and i was i was pointing it out i was like what what's the matter with this this i mean what was it arizona 2020 election it seemed like it took 
Me and my dad, we sat there for like six hours watching the election results. I remember that night. I we were up till past too. midnight. Yep. In Arizona, they got up to like eighty-five or something percent counted, and then it just stopped. They just stopped yeah. counting for like just two counting. or three days. It's like what in the world? Yeah. I'm like, it's three a.m. I'm still watching. They could still be working. They all. I found out they all went home two hours ago. <laughs> like what? Why? They haven't counted all the votes yet. Why are you going home? The uh, here's what I tweeted. I tweeted this early on 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 a. Tuesday, because Fox News called the race for Arizona because <laughs> that was before the polls had even closed. But I was yeah. like ready for them to call Arizona again because that was ridiculous last time. I, I yeah, that's that's what I was talking about. So we'll we'll talk about some more results again in a few minutes. Let's take a short break here and talk about what's racist for this week. Everything is racist. Okay, okay. well, so Jarrett, um, you want to know what's racist for this week? Well, oh, I got yes. a whole list. Because here's the thing. I thought by now I would stop doing this segment. I've done the podcast for a year. I thought after a year they would have stopped calling stuff racist all the time. They have not stopped. And they're too, if anything, they've ramped it up. <coughs> if I take two or three weeks off from doing the podcast, which I've been doing lately because I've things have been a little chaotic, and I'm, I'm still moving and getting resettled, and um, that I haven't been able to be as steady with my podcast production. So when I have to take two or three weeks off, I get a whole big list of stuff that's now been declared racist. So we'll have to run through these kind of quick because I got like six or seven. Uh, but first, believing that there are two genders is racist. The gender binary is a direct result of European colonization. And if we look globally and historically throughout the world and the ways that people have existed and talked about gender, the idea of there only being two genders is a new concept that is directly linked to white supremacy. Okay, All right. you know, I'm pretty sure the, uh, we're, can, can we consider the, the Greeks, are they white, or are they Mediterranean? Well, I'm, I'm thinking of um, the, the Hebrew Bible, the Old Testament, there in the very first chapter, God made them male and female. <laughs> so, there's two genders right well, there. Well, yeah, but they don't believe in the Bible, so it, it, I know. no matter what we say about the Bible, they're not going to believe in that. I, so. I guess this book written by um, Middle Eastern people 3,000 years ago in the desert. They are white supremacists, apparently. Because the belief that there's only two genders is white supremacy, according to this person. By the way, it's a man who's dressed up as a woman. I, since, since our listeners can't see it, that's what that was a video of. So, Two genders equals white supremacy. Also, having a blue check on Twitter is now racist. Uh, from the Independent, having a blue check on Twitter is now like wearing a MAGA hat. You'll know who to avoid. That is from a so-called objective news organization. They are in the UK, but I mean, you think that standards of objectivity would still apply across the ocean? No, not really. <laughs> the UK is about as worse worse to as more. Pardon me. Let me speak um, correctly here. The UK is worse than we are, and just like Canada, we, we think we got it bad here. Look across the ocean. Yeah. They've really fallen in the last 70 years. So, according to the Independent, um, do you understand what they mean there about the blue check on Twitter? What's a blue check? Well, that means you're an official verified account on Twitter. And that's typically just people who are celebrities or, like, well-known for something. If they get verified, they get a little check next to their name. Um, like this one right here by the Independent. So the independent is... Uh, <laughs> the, yeah, so we're here. We're just so, reading a tweet that the independent put out. They say having your blue check on Twitter, that's like wearing a MAGA hat. You'll know who to avoid. But they got their blue check right there. <laughs> so 
there that's, is gotta, a, that's gotta be a joke. That's, that's got it can't be. I mean, I'm, it's not a oh, joke. It's yeah. not a joke. But yeah, it's, it, it's real. It should be a joke. Let's put it that way. Yeah. This, this should be a me- like. They're, they're trying to make it funny, but they're it's, they're actually <laughs> truthful. It should be funny, but it's not. Well, now Elon Musk is about Twitter, and he says you shouldn't have to be a celebrity to be a verified person. Anyone who wants to verify their identity and pay eight dollars a month, they can have a check by their name. So that's that's part of his marketing strategy with the company now. It'll probably make it more profitable. It might make less people want to be on the platform, but he'll probably make more money doing it that way. But anyway, since Elon Musk is a white supremacist now, according to the the liberals. If you buy a blue check off Twitter and give him money, then you're a racist too. So, And according to The Independent, we need to avoid them because they got a check next to their name. So we'll go on to the next one, CNN. They put out a headline about how CPR is racist. Black and Hispanic adults are less likely than whites to receive potentially life-standing bystander CPR. <laughs> CPR. I, better, I better not hope this think that I'm racist because I'm not performing CPR on anybody. <laughs> Probably hurt you, them. You hate everybody equally. <laughs> yes. Okay, The Outdoors is racist. A headline from The Nation. The Great Outdoors was made for white people. As Summer beckons, let's think about how to create more inclusive outdoor spaces. Okay. Who I think whoever wrote that headline needs to spend a little bit more time outside. Watching Black Panther is racist. This yeah, thing. I agree. It's, it's, it doesn't look like that good of a movie anyways. Well, let's, let's hear why they say if you watch it as a white person, that means you're racist. No! This message is to all our would-be accomplices and white allies. This message is to all the white people who have BLM in their bio. If you really want to prove to black people that you love us and you care about us and you are down for the cause, do not go see that movie opening weekend. You buy your ticket, you give it to a black person or a black family who can't afford to go, and then you go sit at that theater in front of the doors. You make sure that every black person in that theater can enjoy that movie in peace. You make sure that you use your body to block us from anybody who would be coming in that theater to do us harm. That is your job. You can go see it on another weekend. Go see it on the second or third weekend. But the first weekend, that's for us. To do anything other than this is anti-black. Okay. <laughs> I, I like I like how they, they say that, but then... It's like you have to remember that black people are still a large minority in this country. So the majority of people are white and that makes them the white people. Honestly, they spend the most money on movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it, I noticed that Disney is not echoing her message because they actually want people to go watch the movie on opening weekend. That's like those video games that are like, you don't like it. Don't buy it. And it's like, OK, right. <laughs> if, if you, I mean, the, if the company tells me not to do it or someone's I don't know. It, it's not that it didn't look like that good of a movie anyways. Yeah, personally. Well, you know, I I'm not gonna go see it at, in theaters. I'll probably catch it later. Um, yeah, it might be a good movie. Honestly, I've been bummed out by all the all the Marvel movies in the past since Endgame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they've just, they've been a step other than Spider Man last year. They've, yes. they've pretty much been a step down. But Spider Man really Marvel though. <laughs> well, it's Sony and Marvel, but I mean Marvel made those. So, movies good. Sony had a uh, hand in that, but yeah. But, I mean, yeah, they have been a step down. I hate the Black Panther 2 movie. It might be good. I hope it's good. But um, I hate the politicization of just going to the movies. Instead of a a movie with a black superhero, instead of it being a moment that brings us all together, you know, like something to unify the country, 
now the Democrats just want to keep using it to divide us and say we need segregated movie theaters. So now, um, you imagine Captain America <laughs> that if whites use that same strategy oh my goodness. for Captain America, like okay, black people, <laughs> Captain America, he's like. Aryan white man. Exactly. You guys can't go watch him. Exactly. But if you notice that they, they want it they want to exemplify this very fake country and pretend like it's their culture. In reality, the the Africa's I mean, everything in Africa is pretty poor. Mm-hmm. I mean it's not Wakanda. They they it's they want to make believe like Wakanda is some superior it's fake. Yeah. It it's a fake country. It, yeah. It it it's a fake country, the fake characters, and a fake heritage. I mean, fake culture. Everything's fake about it. It's just made up. I mean, it has some basis, I suppose, but they they want to act like it. They, more, they, more people probably know about Wakanda than they knew about Af- actual African history. That's, now that's true. <laughs> I, you know, I, I watched when I watched the Black Panther. I didn't think Wakanda seemed like that great of a place. Okay, let's look at one thing. Um, how do you become the leader of Wakanda? You get in a fight with. I guess the current leader, and if you throw him off the waterfall <laughs> and kill him, you get to be the new leader. That's so barbaric. Exactly. I'm like, that's For a, all these people who want rights. You're not going to get rights that way, but th- wouldn't that be a? Th- <laughs> Actually, that's how I want 2024 to be. I want Trump and <laughs> Biden to fight on a waterfall. <laughs> but I'm like, that's like savage, you know, 16th century stuff. That's way before 16th century. In 16th century, they used swords and dueled. Oh, there you go. So. <laughs> Why are they making this like the gold standard? Why do people treat Wakanda like it's this advanced civilization? I'm like, that's as barbaric and savage as it gets. Uh, And I said that one time on social media. I was like, that's savage stuff. And my comment was deleted by somebody for I I like how those those Wakandan women soldiers, they just go in with spears and they just beat all these like special op people with guns. Right. It's like the kids who are like... You're play, playing with the pretend guns, and you're mm-hmm. like, bam, 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 shooting at them. And they're like, oh, you missed me, you missed me, you missed me. You didn't hit me, even though you're right on top of them. Yeah. And you're like, it's a bullet, man. You can't dodge that. <laughs> it, it's a bullet. I, I know you, your fast reflexes, but bullets go like that's true. way quicker than you. You can't even blink, and the bullet's already there. Right, right. It, it's just the logic makes no sense. It's, it's silly. We can thank the Matrix for Once that. again, once again, let's put it this way. It's adults. I, I said this last podcast. It's adults wanting to be children. Mm-hmm. Making a big deal over something that's not even real. Completely fake. They could be doing something productive. But but I was yeah. going to say this about Black Panther, um, the first one. Besides the fact that Wakanda is not such a great place as, it, as, it's, as they make it seem like or the way people talk about it. Um, they had the most racist line I've ever heard in a Marvel movie. It's when the white dude, Martin Freeman, is visiting Wakanda and someone's like, who let this colonizer in here? And I'm like, wait a minute. To them, like, to the people in this country, when you call someone, and I say by a lot of the people like watching the movie, when you call someone a colonizer, you're saying, oh, you're a person who like steamrolls into someone else's country and conquers it and, you know, tortures the people and ruins their lives and steals it all for yourself. That's a terrible thing just to call somebody that you don't even know just because of the color of their skin. Hey, you're a colonizer. I want to says Wakanda. That's in the middle. That's in uh, Africa, but yet doesn't help any of the rest. Doesn't of the help continent. any of the rest. Meanwhile, yeah. meanwhile, all these countries don't have advanced technology, and they're 
you know, getting along with without vibranium, mm-hmm. without any of those that special silly magical metal stuff, except for Captain America. He's cool. But well, that's another thing about the movie. They Wakanda has all this advanced technology, but their whole thing is they just want to keep it for themselves and not help the rest of the world. I'm like, is that like Trump America first? Are they just Wakanda first people? Like they just, you know, that's the Black Panther is a lot more like Trump in that movie and his philosophy, uh, even though they said they made the movie to like thumb their nose at Trump. But I mean, he's the kind of they don't build a wall. They build a shield around the entire nation so you can't get in. If walls are racist, what do you call a shield people can't walk through? So, but but what she's saying about the colonizer thing. So she's taken the worst to her, the worst attribute of a white person. And she's blaming this Martin Freeman character for for it, pinning on him the worst crimes of all the white people in history. And she says, I want to blame him just because of the color of his skin for all that same stuff. I'm like, that's the most racist thing I've ever seen in a modern movie. I don't know. The, the British colonized much of Africa, and they did... I mean, those those countries that were... If you look at it, the Brit, there's there's different... There's colonizers that that were good. I mean, not good in a sense, but better things became of those countries in areas than they would have if they didn't. Like, Brit, when Britain colonized... Britain's colonies, they ended up being pretty good for the most part. French and Spanish colonies, on the other hand, and German colonies, not so much. Because hmm. the British... You know, th- those other countries were really cruel. The British, yeah. the British could be, but we'll see. Your problem there, Jared, is you're bringing facts and logic into the discussion, and these people are not interested. <laughs> it's okay. In facts and logic, in reality. So, if the movie fails, I'm sure they're still going to blame white people. <laughs> um, so, ending inflation is now racist. This was on. Uh, let me see. This was Matthew Dowd on NBC. We talk about this all the time. Democracy on the ballot. It's not just a slogan. You know, I mean, we're talking about women literally losing agency over themselves. Donald Trump has said, you know where he's going to challenge the election? Already in advance, he says he's going to do it. Philly. That's a dog whistle, right? I mean, it's not even being hidden at this point. It's just fascism in the open. And what scares me is that I'm not sure everybody minds. You know, I think there are some people who will just sit back and let it happen thinking it won't be that bad. And that, to me, is almost well, more dangerous than the radicals. Well, I mean, I'm not calling, uh, I'm not going to say that, you know, the GOP are Nazis at this point or whatever, but it certainly sounds very familiar to what happened in Germany, which is a bunch of citizens, Adolf Hitler gets a third of the vote. Nobody thought it could happen there. They kind of went along because they said he was going to solve the economy and fix inflation. Yeah, uh, you can, that's right. You can hear it. So... If you vote for someone who wants to solve the economy and fix inflation, you're just basically being like a Nazi, is what he says. Yep. No other politician in history has ever been <laughs> yeah. elected to that platform except for Adolf Hitler. Exactly. That's like that's just a Nazi thing. If you want to fix inflation, that's like well, that's what the Nazi. That's what the people who voted for Nazis want. <laughs> Instead of MSBC, it should be NSBC, the National Socialist Broadcasting I, Company. I, I call them MSDNC instead of MSNBC. But um, hey, have you ever noticed that? They want to. They they have the far right and the far left, and the far left always wants to call the far right the fascists. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, or and, and they're they're socialists. The fascists, the real fascists of Germany, were the National Socialist Party. Exactly. And they want to call the far right so or fascists, but in reality, the far left is fascist. I mean, it, commun- if you think about it, communism and fascism and socialism, they're not that different. Right. In terms of how they get their power, it's 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 in the details of what they really want to do after they get the power. 
and what they how, how many people they want to kill and which people they want to kill mm-hmm. but and who wants the power and not but the ways to get that are the exact same in every single in communism socialism fascism and militarism is different but japan but mm-hmm. i was i was uh gets me when they're like you're fascist and it's like well you're a socialist so you're more right. aligned with the national socialist party than i am that's what <laughs> nazi the word actually means yeah right national social uh german workers party i mean yeah it's <laughs> when they call people nazi i'm just always like yeah there's three fingers pointed right back at you buddy <laughs> so uh, actually the whole arm is <laughs> so what I kind of find funny about that, too, is they're like, well, the Republicans want to fix inflation. So if you vote for them, you're like a Nazi. Are they saying that the, the Democrat platform is that we just want to make inflation worse? I mean, I know that is what it is. But I mean, it's like they're saying, so, yeah, the other party, they want to keep inflation. That's who you should vote for. <laughs> yeah, it's, and of course, all these clips are from before the election, which happened this week. But um, if this is actually a great place to play this other clip. Joy Reid right there, another clip from her this week. This is amazing. She says, if you even know the word inflation, it's just because the Republicans have brainwashed you. The only people I ever hear, hear use the word inflation are journalists um, and economists, right? So that is not part of the normal lexicon of the way people talk. So it's interesting that Republicans are doing something they don't normally do, right? Which is not use the, com- the common tongue, right? Not use just common English to sort of use do on their campaigns like they're doing with crime. But what they've done is they've taught people the word inflation, right? Most people who would have never used that word ever in their lives are using it now because they've been taught it, including on TV, including in newspapers. They've been taught this word and they they sort of wrap this word around whatever it is that they really want to vote, you know, the reasons they really want to vote. Yeah, so the Republicans, they searched their dictionaries and they finally found this word. Inflation. <laughs> and they, they brought it into the modern world. And before this year, only, what'd you say, journalists and economists, yep. they were the only people who knew what inflation meant. Have they yeah. changed the definition of inflation yet? I know they tried to change the definition of recession. You know, they tried to say it, it used to be two quarters of negative GDP. But when President Biden had two quarters of negative GDP, suddenly they said, well, now it's more complicated to define a recession. But I, I don't know if they've changed the definition of inflation yet. They were denying even, that there even was inflation for the first six months or so that we were having it last year. Can't deny it anymore. But okay, uh, I went to go buy a package of nine volts today. Mm-hmm. It was nineteen dollars mm-hmm. for a package of six nine volt batteries. Mm-hmm. Oh man! And it was like, what? Last year I could have gotten these for like eleven, twelve dollars, mm-hmm. but now they're nineteen dollars. Package of Oreos. I saw this week seven fifty for a package of Oreos. Like they were last I remember they were like more like three fifty, maybe four dollars. Now you like can double. see now you can see why I don't go shopping. I just wait for the oh. next church dinner. <laughs> might, <laughs> might have to get twist and shout from now on. So let's talk about some election results again. Let's get back to that for a few minutes. Um, so the Democrats will probably lose the House. They could still potentially get it. Uh, they it's looking more and more like they could hold on to the Senate. Now I will say this in the Senate races, I think one thing that's being lost in the conversation, Republicans actually did do a lot better than the Democrats in the Senate races. It's just that this year in 2022, Republicans were at a disadvantage going in, um, because there's a hundred seats in the Senate every couple of years, about a third of them come up for reelection. 
And uh, this was a year that was a big advantage year for the, the Democrats. And by that, I mean, the Democrats had, um, they had more seats that were not up for election. So seats that they were going to get to keep. Whereas the Republicans, it's like the Democrats had like 36 seats that they were going to get to keep no matter what. Republicans only had 29 seats they were going to get to keep no matter what. So going into this, Republicans were at a disadvantage. The mere fact that they um, might still be about 50-50 in the Senate. I mean, that shows they did have a stronger showing. If you look at all the races total, Republicans won 19 of them so far. Democrats have only won 12 so far. So Republicans have won a lot more seats overall. It's just they were at such a disadvantage going into it that um, the mere fact that they might they might lose the Senate, they might lose a, a seat in the Senate, but overall they did better in this election. So that's one thing I think gets left out a lot in the and people talk about the election results. No one cares about that. They only care about what the end result is. And the end result is probably, I would say most likely at this point, that the Democrats do keep the Senate for another couple of years. Um, is that what it looks like to you? Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be real close. They they might if they if they do. I mean, what's the difference? But if they don't, uh, that's going to be better. But the fact that the Republicans will probably get the House, they can uh, stop a lot of the yeah. dumb stuff that the current administration is going to. You know, no more laws are getting passed by him. Um, I wish they could take the Senate because then they could also hold up his court picks if he tries to put anyone on the Supreme Court. I'm like. If Clarence Thomas dies in the next two years, I'm gonna I'm gonna be extra sad. Not just because he's a great great guy, but th- th- then if they get fifty vote, if they have fifty one votes in the Senate, they could replace him. And I would not I would I don't want him replaced. I just want I want them to clone him and let him be on this on the Supreme Court some more. Um, let me, let's get back to racism for a minute. Because um, if the Democrats they did lose more seats than um, in comparison to the Republicans. They did lose more of the races overall. Um, the fact that they were losing a lot this year, it's probably because they have focused so much on stupid things the past couple of years, like calling everything racist. And they haven't been fixing the actual problems that they started back during COVID. Uh, the a Philadelphia district attorney, he said that it's racist to talk about lawless Democrat-run cities. He says if you call them lawless, if you talk about crime, that's just racism because you know they want to call everything racist. But I was looking at the statistics here. Cities with the highest homicide rates as of June 2022. And you see they put a little blue circle for a Democrat next to all the ones that are run by Democrats. And they put a little red circle by um, the Republican ones. And these are the top 30 cities with the highest homicide rates. 27 of them have the blue circles. <laughs> 27 out of 30 are run by Democrats. Out of the top 10 cities with the highest I mean- homicide rates. Ten out of ten are all run by Democrats. See, two two out of all of them are run by Republicans. That's right. There's there's one here that's yeah. run by an independent, so or something. I don't know. It just has it. Yeah, rate. Las Vegas. Huh. Yeah, I think that's for I independent. So anyway, these they try to blame Republicans for these problems, and if Republicans point it out, point out the problem, they call it racist. These are their problems that they caused in their cities. So the, it's like there's the t- statistics right there. Um, let me ask you a question, Jarrett. Out of all these Democrats running, who who are you most excited to see lose on Tuesday? Um, I was excited to see if they're a Democrat. I was kind of excited to see them lose mm-hmm. in in general. Just in general? Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't say I was like super excited that 
any one of them lost, but I'm I'm just get them out of there. You didn't have any personal grudges. No, you're not. You're not sitting up at night in hatred like I am. Yep. <laughs> Some of these people. <laughs> well, for me, Stacey Abrams, Abrams, who was running for governor of Georgia, um, I knew she was going to lose, and she has been declared the loser. That was probably my favorite moment of the night. Uh, she's and like I said before, she's the classic election denier. She's around for four years, thinking that she was the rightful governor of Georgia when she lost it by seventy thousand votes. So Georgia doesn't want her. Georgia, no, it's not interested. And this is one of my favorite pictures. This was her earlier this year. She visited a kindergarten class to campaign, you know, act mm-hmm. like, oh, here I am among the people. Here she is sitting in a kindergarten class. Every student in the class has a mask on, except her. She doesn't have a mask on. Every kid in the class has to mask up. And it's like, statistically speaking, every single kid in that class is not in danger from coronavirus. But Stacey Abrams actually would be for being a you know an older adult and very overweight. She's more at risk for coronavirus than anybody in that room, but she's the only one not wearing a mask. Yeah, I saw I saw a video of that. That's because uh... what we saw during COVID, these politicians want to make rules for everyone else. They want to make the little kids mask up and go to school when they don't have to wear a mask themselves. Um, Great photo up there, Stacey Abrams. It's like you could pick one picture to, to symbolize why she should not be the governor of Georgia. That would be it right there. Beto O'Rourke in Texas ran for governor after ran against Ted Cruz, I think, four years ago. Lost spectacularly. Ran for president two years ago. Lost spectacularly. And now ran for governor in Texas. And once again, <laughs> went down in flames. I like how these people can run and run and run and they never run out of money. I saw Democrats have poured in those two people, Stacey Abrams and Beto O'Rourke. They poured $200 million into their campaigns and got nothing out of it. That's a drop in the bucket for them, though. I guess so. That, that's what one millionaire donate, one billionaire Democratic billionaire yeah. donates every every couple days. I mean, they, they get that overnight. A George Soros or a, something from Pfizer, yeah. Uh, Raphael Warnock in Georgia, I was really hopeful to see him lose. And that race is going to the runoff, and I would bet Warnock will win on that. I really wanted to see him lose. I just can't stand Raphael Warnock. Let me play a clip from him. Uh, he's just so he. They act like he's the small town country preacher guy because I guess he's technically a pastor. He's like a Methodist pastor or something. Um, I I can't I can't stand him. He's not some small town country boy. He is as evil and racist as they come. I don't, no matter what happens next month, more than a third of the nation that would go along with this is reason to be afraid. America needs to repent for its worship of whiteness on, on full display. So there he was speaking at, I don't know if it's a church or a, it looked like a church kind of. Honestly, any, any pastor that identifies as a Democrat automatically red flag. But yeah. <laughs> It's Repent for your whiteness. Yeah, red, if, if you say that as a pastor, you just you automatically just lose your con. You should lose your congregation. But are those people even attending church, or are they just attending uh, a political rally? Uh, yeah, it's just a political rally every Sunday. It's for not, them. no difference as far as I'm concerned. Wherever he's speaking, um, it's not that I like Herschel Walker. It's just that I can't stand Raphael Warnock, and I, I hate how he's always going out and talking about being. A pro-choice pastor. He's like, as a pro-choice pastor, I'm like, no, you got to pick one or the other, buddy. 
you cannot be both. And uh, but, <laughs> yeah, anyway. like I said, like I said, Demo- if you are you're a pastor and you identify as Democrat, <clears throat> automatic. There's something going on in your life yep. that should not. You can't you can't be a pastor and be a Democrat. Yeah, absolutely. Because those uh, are the exact opposites. Different philosophies, right there. Repent of your whiteness. I'm like, okay, I've read my Bible a few times. I've tried to clean my skin. I, <laughs> I I've not. I've seen a lot of sins in there to repent of. I've never seen whiteness listed as one of them. Uh, other races I was watching, JD Vance over in Ohio. Have you watched him at all? His race? No. Well, he is. He's the Republican. He is running for Tim Ryan's seat in Ohio. The Democrat had the seat. J.D. Vance beat him. I was very happy to see that because I think J.D. Vance is an awesome uh, new young star in the Republican Party. So here they were uh, a month or two ago. J.D. Vance was in a debate with Tim Ryan. Tim Ryan's trying. They're they're bringing up this story about there was like a 10-year-old girl who had been raped mm-hmm. and she became pregnant. Um, it was just one of those like... One in a million. Yeah. Like, you know, something chances. that shouldn't, you know, even be biologically. Possible. It's a rarity. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, it did happen. It was a tragic case. She was pregnant. Now, pretty much everyone who's pro-life, they always say, if the baby, though, would be a threat to the life of the mother, that would be the only case where an abortion is justified. Because mm-hmm. now you're choosing between one life or another. So that's a tragic choice, but that would be acceptable that's where you might have to have an abortion. Like that's an actual good reason for one is you might have to do it to save the life of the mother out of all abortions. That's a very, very tiny amount. Yeah. It's like, they always want to say, what about rape? What about incest? What about that? And it's like, you realize that's a very, very small, small amount of people. Yeah. That's less than 1% overall, overall according to the New York times. So, yeah, so I, well, when you talk about it, it's the 99% of cases where people just do it for other reasons. But anyway, that that ten year old girl who got raped that would be a scenario in which even a pro life person would say hey that that baby is a threat to her because a ten year old is not ready to carry a child most pro lifers yeah well I think just about any because ten years old is too young yeah so that would be a, that would be like that's an extreme case though Democrats always want to talk about the most extreme cases so anyway Tim Ryan tries to bring this up to J D Vance this this is amazing as an exception. Look, I've always believed in reasonable exceptions. This is a misrepresentation of my view, but let, let, let's hear it from me, not from Congressman Ryan. Uh, I, I absolutely think the 10-year-old girl, the case that we've, of course, heard a lot about, an incredibly tragic situation. I mean, look, I've got a 9-year-old baby girl at home. I cannot imagine what's that, what that's like for the girl, for her family. God forbid something that, like that would happen. I have said repeatedly on the record that I think that that girl should be able to get an abortion if she and her family so choose to do so. But let's talk about that case. Because why was a 10-year-old girl raped in our community, raped in our state in the first place? The thing the media and Congressman Ryan, they talk about this all the time, the thing they never mentioned is that poor girl was raped by an illegal alien, somebody that should have never been in this state in the first place. You voted so many times against border wall funding, so many times for amnesty, Tim. If you had done your job, she would have never been raped in the first place. Do your job on border security. Don't lecture me about opinions I don't actually have. Thank <laughs> So I, JD Vance. I like how the, I like how the other guy. He just he, he this other guy. He's just sitting there, kind of just yeah. He's kind of speechless. He's like I shouldn't he's open really this intense, can of worms. Just staring, staring forward, not even looking at the guys. Just, yeah, he got uncomfortable real quick, didn't he? But that was the fact it, of the yeah. case. That girl was raped by an illegal alien, and people like Tim Ryan 
don't want to kick the illegal aliens out, even though there's a large majority of them that are criminals and that stuff like this could happen. <laughs> J.D. Vance, that might have been the moment that won him the state in Ohio. I don't know, but he totally creamed him in that debate. I wish I wish Trump could debate like that, but I know it's too that, bad. That's the frustrating thing about watching him debate is like there's so many mom- there's so many missed opportunities when he yep. debates because he just like I think fire I think Trump he was really sharper in 2016 than he was in 2020. I hundred percent think debate. so. Yeah, I think I think the four years in office just really wore his speech skills well, down. I mean, he had he's to, almost he, eighty now. Yeah, I mean, he had to. Yeah, but I mean, he's still sharp for eighty. Mm-hmm. He just. I think he just got used to having to repeat everything like 15, 20 times, mm-hmm. well, hundreds of times, honestly, yeah. that he just he just stopped debating, really, and he's just he's trying to get his point through because mm-hmm. everyone shuts his point down. And 2020 was a hard year for him, and he was frazzled by the end. Yeah. And I, I remember watching his debates, and I was like, I remember 2016. He was, he was never a, a super articulate speaker, but he was more on the ball in 2016. I, I agree. Uh, John Fetterman, who has now been declared the winner over there in Pennsylvania. That was an unbelievable race. The fact that he had a stroke before even the primaries. Democrats still voted him in. He stumbled all through this whole campaign against Dr. Oz. And John Fetterman still wins in Pennsylvania. (laughs) One of the most unbelievable things I've ever seen. You want me to play this clip? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Please understand the stakes in this race. Send me to Washington, D.C. to send so I can work with Senator Casey and I can champion the union way of life in Jersey, in, excuse me, in D.C. Thank you. Thank you very much. And it's an honor. I live eight minutes away from here. And when I leave tonight, I got three miles away. Dr. Oz in his mansion in New Jersey. You've got a friend and you have an ally. Send me to Washington, D.C. Thank you very much. Thank you, Steelworkers. Was that his entire speech? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's like he could have written that on his palm of his hand. <laughs> when I saw that he won Pennsylvania, I'm like, there's something wrong with Pennsylvania. No offense to anyone living in Pennsylvania, because if you're living in Pennsylvania and listening to this podcast, you're probably embarrassed after how this week's elections went i'm not trying to offend you but what is going on with pennsylvania they're going to send this guy to washington to represent them and and the thing is he's not just going to represent pennsylvania he's going to affect decisions that go to the entire country too which is what's sad because they they like someone who's mentally incompetent and i mean sure yeah he's He's a Democrat, but we can overlook that. But at least be a mentally competent Democrat. <laughs> I mean, not that there's many of those. <laughs> they, they hate Republicans so much, I guess they will vote for a stock of celery with a D next to it. Then they will Dr. Oz. And I guess Dr. Oz, he wasn't a great candidate himself. What was it? I saw watching, uh, it was, I saw that he won and on YouTube and one of the comments was like, hey, I, I have a rock in my backyard. I never knew it would make such a good candidate. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> What is going on with our country? And and people said they voted for Fetterman because he just seemed so sincere and real. And and that was the main complaint about Dr. Oz is that he didn't know who the sports teams were in Pennsylvania. And he didn't really live in Pennsylvania. He just wanted to be a senator. So he bought a house in Pennsylvania and ran for an office there because he thought this would be an easy year for Republicans to win. 
And it could have been if they didn't pick such stupid candidates like Dr. Oz in the primaries or probably like Herschel Walker in Georgia. They should have gone with more like, they went with the celebrities. You know, Dr. Oz was on Oprah and had his own TV show. And Herschel Walker, what was he, a football player or something? I think so. But you know what? You put a celebrity on. Uh, did you follow the race down in Georgia very much? What was going on with Herschel Walker? Well, this is what happens when you make a celebrity your, the star of your campaign. I guess people didn't learn their lesson with Trump. Or they overlooked this because he won. But there were all these sexual scandals that come out, come out about Herschel Walker. A bunch of women kept coming forward. Well, I had a child with him 20 years ago. And, you know, for all we know, it could have been true. And there's not much of a defense for it. And yeah, then, but it's also fishy that they come like 20 years. They're like, oh, look, this guy's in the spotlight now. Now right. let's come out. It's, it's like what happened to Kavanaugh and then Trump. Remember 2016, 2015? Right. With all those allegations. And it's like. There were. But there was like the excess Hollywood tape with Trump. You know, remember when he made the mm-hmm. bad comments on and he, they were caught on a camera. That almost killed his campaign. I mean, it's a miracle that that didn't end his presidential run. And. Well, I mean, look at all the stuff Biden does. That hasn't ended his presidential run. I know, but, you know, they have different rules for Democrats. But see, the Republicans need to stop running these celebrities. Because celebrities have a lot of skeletons in their closet, and a lot of them are apparently these <laughs> sexual the Democrats escapades. don't even have skeletons in their closet. They just hang them out on the clothesline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so that, that's what it came down to with Pennsylvania, is that Fetterman was objectively not functional, not a worse candidate, except... He was being himself, and this was attractive enough to the Pennsylvania voters. They look at it Oz, and they say, well, that guy's a phony. He's a fake. And Fetterman's being real. He's being honest about his struggles. If the voting was fair. That he's not a functional Our first first topic. Philadelphia is one of the the most um, Remember 2020 elections there? Yeah. 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 Yeah, it was one of those states where they counted votes for days, and then all of a sudden Biden pulls ahead, and they announce him the winner. And I'm like, okay. So, yeah, that's how they do They have a bunch of unions up there, though. They so do. It, they, once again, political machine. Yep. Very much. It's just under the title of union now. Yeah. Which I'm not against. Let's put it this way. I'm not against unions, but. They can have their good parts. and yeah. they, But the bad part is 99% of their money goes to, the, of what they make of con- political contributions, 99% to Democrats. So, and the Democrats give the unions more money. And it's just a, one of those cycles. One more race that I've been watching, and we don't know the result on it yet, but Carrie Lake running for governor down in Arizona. I think she's phenomenal. And one of my favorite things about her is that she just, she trashes the media. So I don't have a clip from her, but um, I guess we'll wait and see how that, I'm afraid they're going to steal that one from her because they're leaking out, you know, a few thousand results every day. I'm afraid they're going to steal that one from her too. Um, But she goes after the media and that's, that's what people do love about this new breed of Republicans ever since Trump. I give him credit for this. They'll fight back. At, some of them will fight back against the media now. And that's that's what I'm here for. The old ones won't, but the new ones will. The newer, yeah. Like that J.D. Vance, like Carrie Lake. Um, they will stand up and fight back. I was at a Republican event a few days ago, and, um, and Eric Burleson was there. He was just nominated, or I'm sorry, he just won this week for the representative from Missouri, from our area. This is his first time running. But anyway, so he was at the event, and I and he spoke a little bit. And he was a great speaker. I wouldn't have thought so from looking at him. <laughs> no, no offense to him. I was just like, I wasn't expecting much. He got up, and he did a great job. So um, I'm excited about him. Um, but anyway, he got up, and he made the joke. We've seen it on Facebook. Turn your clocks back on Saturday. Turn your country back on Tuesday. He got up and made that joke, and people kind of laughed, and people kind of 
clapped their hands. And he made a joke about Nancy Pelosi is about to get a lot more free time. And people laughed and clapped their hands. And he made a joke about Hunter Biden's about to start getting real busy. And they joke, and he, you know, people laughed and they clapped their hands. And then he said, when he, we were expecting the red wave, he said, I think we're going to make some of these media people cry on Tuesday night. I think we're going to see two or three of them crying on CNN. When he said that, the room exploded. I mean, the room like roared. <laughs> they, loved, they loved the idea of watching those people with tears running down their faces on CNN. People hate the media. They hate the media so much for what it's done to this country. I, I talk to people that are not even political, like people who are not, they might, you know, my next door neighbor up until I moved recently, you know, my next door neighbor, I don't, I don't, I don't think they even voted. They didn't seem to care much too much about politics, but they would say, you know what the reason for all the problems we have in our country, it's this media that's turning everyone against each other. If we had an honest media, if we had an honest media, these elections wouldn't even be close because <laughs> people would be, would know what the Democrats are up to, but um, everyone knows the media is a problem. And it's a lot of times it's what they don't shine a lot on, what they don't talk about, that it is why they're so dishonest. And so maybe that brings me to something the media doesn't ever like to talk about. Let's pause for a message from our president. Well, she left that meeting and she dropped the suit. Called me up and said they're going to go all electric by 3035. Every other company has signed up to do the same thing. So he's saying General Motors is going to be all electric by 3035. So let's see. That's less than. Yeah. So they've only got 1,013 years left to do it, I think. <laughs> so there's a goal. Okay. Let's go all electric by 3035. I'm on with that one. And then he also recently was talking about the. That's plenty of time to develop something else, right? <laughs> <laughs> the, the 54 states of America. And by the way, if they do, that means not a joke, everybody. That's why we were defeated in, in 2018 when they tried to do it. We went to 54 states. And they went to 54 states in 2018. So that's another thing, like the What's Racist for this week, the videos of Biden, like, saying nonsense in public, those keep stacking up so much, too. <laughs> if I take a few weeks off from the podcast, I have to catch up on all the crazy things that he said. So 3,015 and 54 states. I guess he's not too, not too great at math. This is what I was talking about with the media. The things that they won't talk about. If Trump got up and said we had 54 states, they would have been talking about that for two weeks. Oh they my goodness! They would have been talking about that for years. He's lost his mind. 25th Amendment. You remember when he was president and we were always hearing about 25th Amendment? This cabinet needs to take him out of power. He's lost his mind. 25th. They never say that with President Biden. So it's pretty crazy. He's out of his mind. Um, but I think what we always got to remember, I'm running out of, I'm almost done with the show here. The problem with Biden is not his cognitive ability as much as what his policies are. Because someone could come along who is 30 years younger and become president. And they might be sharper in the brain, but they might have the exact same policies. And that's what's killing this country. It's not that Biden can't count to two plus two. It's that his policies are um, radical. He he acted like he was going to be this middle-of-the-road president, not an extremist. That's how he said he would... That's how he acted He was like he was going to be in the primaries. But once he got elected, he said, I want to be the most progressive president in history. Bernie Sanders, 
the socialist in the country. He said in 2020 that Joe Biden would be the most progressive administration since FDR. You know what? You know what always gets me? Why'd they let the FDR have four terms? I think a Republican needs four terms to make it even. Well, maybe so. They passed that law after the Democrat got out of office. You notice that? They waited till after FDR had his four terms. And then they were like, you know, let's pass a law saying you can't do that. But it's maybe because he screwed so much stuff up. They're like, we can't let someone that bad stay in that long again. (laughs) Um, The problem with the Biden administration is not that his, his cognitive ability is so bad. That's not what the main problem with Fetterman is. It's that they have bad policies. Fetterman wants to ban all prisons. So I don't know if he can even think straight enough to vote for that anymore. But if he had it his way, he would ban all prisons and their criminals would just be living on the streets with us. That, that's what he wants. When Joe Biden, when he took over as president, he put in the most radical pro-socialism, pro-Bernie Sanders, um, like like-minded with Bernie Sanders policies and people in his administration that we've ever had before. And look at what's happened to our country in the past two years. Those policies have been destroying our economy. That's why it's $7.50 for a package of Oreos. And what were, what were you saying? What were you looking at? It's $19 for a package of six 9-volt batteries. Yeah. I don't know. Do the math, but that's like, what, $3 almost? A little yeah. over $3 per 9-volt? That's I, ridiculous. Yes. Yeah, that is. So It's like three fifty per 9-volt. That's insane. Three twenty-five. That's... That's that's Joe Biden's America. These better be like fusion cell nine volt batteries <laughs> that last better, for twenty years. Yeah, they better be nuclear powered or something because Th- that's Bernie Sanders' America. He put his stamp of approval on this administration. Says, "Hey, well, I'm not president, but they're doing all the stuff I wanted to do." Well, now can people can America wake up and realize, <laughs> look at what we're getting <laughs> when they go that far? Um, dollar Tree can't sell things for just a dollar anymore. Um, I mean, the inflation's killing us and actually we said this would happen years ago when when bernie sanders said let's try to get minimum wage at 15 dollars an hour and he said he said that back in 2016 that was mm-hmm. his big thing 2015 2016 fight for 15 15 an hour minimum wage and the conservatives are like if we do that that's going to make the price of everything go up you know your milk and eggs at the store your gas that's all going to get more expensive if you raise the minimum wage. Yeah, they've over the past seven years since then, they've been raising the minimum wage all over the place. Missouri's going to go to, aren't they going to fifteen dollars yeah. minimum yeah, wage? Yeah, they're, they're slowly working their way up every couple like of years. Like every year, it's like a dollar yeah. more until it gets to fifteen. So that's what what we said was going to happen if you raise the minimum wage. That is what is happening. <laughs> Notice that, they never lower the minimum wage, even though Bernie didn't win. You start seeing this push around the country to raise the minimum wage. I think he's done more damage to this country than probably any politician in the past 10 years, except maybe Barack Obama. But yeah, now we got $15 minimum wage, but no one's better off than they were five yeah. years ago. It's, it's just, I mean, you can make the economy better, but it doesn't really help if the people don't feel anything. I mean, yeah, if everything else gets more expensive, everything, it's everything, not an gets, everything just goes up with it. Yeah. And so, everything's made more cheap anyways because you got to keep the price down. Yeah. I'd just say um, part of the problem with our economy is what we've been doing to it ever since Bernie Sanders came on the scene and jumped into the pool and started influencing a lot of these voters. Uh, you know what? Let's, let's take a quick break and um, then we'll wrap up the program.
Well, let me say this before I close down later. Uh, I'll mention this here. If you want to get in touch with us at the podcast, Fake News, a fiery but mostly peaceful podcast, if you want to send something to me or send something to Jarrett, or if you live in Pennsylvania and we offended you today, send us some hate mail to fierybutpeaceful at gmail.com. And also, if you see some fake news, you know, send it our way. We'll give you credit. We'll talk about it here on the show. If you want to stay in touch throughout the week, we're on Twitter at Fake News Weekly. Uh, and I have not paid $8 for my verification badge. Maybe one of these days. <laughs> I haven't been that desperate for it just quite yet. Uh, I was going to talk about one more thing that uh, Republicans overall, like I said, they did better in this election than the Democrats did. Um, they might not win the Senate. They might barely win the House. But overall, I mean, they they were coming from a deficit. So they did overall do better. One of the things I think turning people off of Democrats is some of the extreme wokeness that they've been embracing lately. Uh, I saw this article, or not this article, a TikTok video recently about a woman who decided she wanted to go by frog pronouns. Ooh. Frog self. Not he, not she, not they, not it. Frog is what she wants to go by. And then here's a guy responding to it. I'm going to be teaching you how to use frog, frogs, pronouns, and sentences, so let's go. Yeah, that's it. I'm Republican now. <laughs> you win. <laughs> I'm done. I can't do it, right? I'm accepting, tolerant, inclusive, right? Whatever gender you want to identify as, binary, non-binary, but uh, not going to call people frogs. We draw the line at amphibians, right? You can't identify as a frog because you're, you're not a frog, right? You know that, though, right? You weren't cursed by a witch in a Disney movie. Right. You don't hop lily pad to lily pad. Right. So I, I to call you frogs or frog self would be would be a little ridiculous, right? So Yeah, I'm a Republican now. <laughs> MAGA. Stop the steal. <laughs> I wish everyone was that easy to change. I guess. Um you know, here's why this kind of stuff is pushing people away. The few normal people that we have left in this country who are like, okay, I'm not calling you a frog. Hopefully they'd say we're not, you know, referring to you as a cat with some of these kids who want to meow at you at the schools. and They have litter boxes in the schools now, some of them. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. It is. I remember when the teacher wouldn't let us go into the bathroom. Uh, she would make us go in one at a time. Or no, it was really? a, what was it? Yeah, you couldn't talk in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they they wouldn't let you talk. It was you you know apparently you're supposed to not talk at all while you're in school okay. unless the teacher tell. It was crazy, but now now kids think they can. Now you can meow in the bathroom and yep. use a litter box. Yeah, this is a real thing happening in some of the schools. Hopefully not all of them, but some of them they're embracing kids identifying as animals. And so this guy says he drops he draws the line at frog. He says because you're not a frog. Here's what I would say though. In reality, saying that you are a frog when you're not a frog, that is just as nonsensical as saying you're a man when you are a woman, or saying you're a woman whenever you're a man, or saying you're a rocket scientist whenever you're John Fetterman. None of those things would make much sense. None of those things would be logical. Jarrett, you and I are no more a woman than we are frogs. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yes, I agree with this guy. It's ridiculous for people to want to be called a frog. But this is what I'm talking about when I say, like, 
there's a denial of reality going on in this country that, yes, Bruce Jenner is not a woman, but he's also a, a person is not a frog. None of these things are are jiving with reality. So it's it's actually what this guy is saying. I'll call you a he or a she or a non-binary. When he says all that, that stuff is just as ridiculous as calling someone a frog. I don't, he doesn't see it that way. He says, oh, no, frog is where I draw the line. It's at least just, he draws a line. I know. At least he draws a <laughs> yeah. line. That's good, but... The line should have been drawn a long time ago. Exactly. Saying, okay, but you'll call people non-binary. What even is non-binary? It's something that someone just made up 10 years ago or, or even more yeah. recently. It's not even a thing that exists. It's not a, it's not a real thing. Nobody is non-binary. We all have DNA and chromosomes that make us male or female. So anyway. Think of all the doctors and people who spent like countless hours trying to like study the human body back in like the 1800s and 1900s. Yeah. Just for, and they preserved all this knowledge in books just for nowadays for people to be like, nah, that's not how it works. <laughs> Non-binary and People frogs. who have never been in like, what, what is that called when you, when you open up a dead body? What's that? Not Autopsy? An autopsy, but yeah. These people are not scientists in any way. Yeah, they, but then even the science, but now they, the scientists want to do it. They're not presenting themselves as credible professionals. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the kindergarten teachers who want to talk about all this like stuff, but then mm -hmm. they have like piercings and, and red oh, you know, yeah. colored hair and everything. And it's like, how did you yeah. get to be a kindergarten You're not teacher? getting near my kid. Uh, well, one last thing That's I wanted to talk about. That's the system for you, though. Right. One last thing I want to talk about before we go today. Uh, the scuttlebutt out there is that Trump's going to announce in the next week. This is looking like November the 14th. He's going to announce his re-election campaign. Mm -hmm. I think back when in, in 2015, when he announced his, his earlier campaign, I think it was one of the earlier, maybe the earliest announcement we've ever had. It was like a year and a half in advance. I could be wrong about that. But I don't think we've ever had anyone do it a whole two years before the next election. It's, it's starting to feel to me like election season never ends. Do you ever feel like that? Oh, yeah, no. These, the sun never sets. It used to say the sun never sets on the British Empire, but now the sun never sets on an election cycle. Exactly. It's just that's all that people ever talk about. The 2022 hasn't even set because they haven't even declared all the winners in those. Yep. And he might already go ahead and announce for 2024. Um, and another thing in this country, it seems like we just live election to election nowadays as soon as one election is done i mean even if they're not people aren't announcing everyone's just talking about 2024 2028 like people just live from one election to the next that's like the only as soon as biden won they were already talking about well do you think he'll run again in 2024 and i'm like well let's see how 2021 goes let's yeah. see how 2022 <laughs> goes like let's focus on today a year ago on this podcast, I'm like, I'm not talking about the 2022 midterms yet because that's a whole year away. I'll talk about it when they get closer. I'm not going to spend a whole year talking about it. But that's what I hear everyone talking about. Oh, the midterms are coming up. How's how's the liberals going to do in that? Oh, who's going to run in 2020? Will it be Trump? Will it be DeSantis? I'm like, guys, can we just take a break for a minute? <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. It's, it's the whole thing. It's, it's because the media knows it gets attention. And so they... They get more views when there's something happening. That's why, and people are interested is. in that. Yeah, but I just well, our entire country is very political by nature because you know we are a republic. But I think people take it overboard too much. Yeah, I, I don't mind talking about. I love talking about politics, but I just wish we could talk about something besides the next election. Like, I, let's talk about the stuff that's going on right now. Yeah, the, talk about something like 
Stop talking about election and start talking about how you're going to get results or something. Mm-hmm. Or find ways to get results. Well, if That's Trump- like keep talking about the test, the, the upcoming test, but you never actually talk about any of the material on the test or how you're going to pass it. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think Trump's going to win in 2024 if he runs again? I don't think so. I think the... I, I don't know. I think a lot of Republicans... Well, a lot of some some Republicans voted for Biden, okay, so that's why he lost twenty twenty. Yeah. So I, I have no respect for people. I, I can't say that. I don't. I have no confidence that Trump is going to win. Even yeah. even though Biden may be doing so horrible stuff, I have no confidence that he is going to win. Well, because he people, has terrible poll ratings right now, but Trumps are still even lower. Yeah, it's it's just it's sad, really. It, kind of depressing but it doesn't make me depressed it's just it's sad to witness yeah that's all so that my next question is going to be do you want trump to run again would you prefer that he just stays out of it um i think there's a lot of other qualified people besides trump i don't think the republicans should put all their faith in trump because uh i think there's better the better candidates out there yeah and the Republicans need to understand that, but they won't. Republicans. Well, are, I hope they do. I, I, I agree. And, you know, I don't have any disagreement with anything you're saying. I think I'm, I'm not saying Trump's bad, of course, but, you know, it's just he has a lot of. Um, he has a lot of baggage at this point. Yeah, he's and the Democrats know how to hit him pretty good in yep. just about every way. Yep. And he I, th- I think he is not as sharp as he used to be, like you said before. Mm hmm. And he's lost a step. And hey, you get to near 80 years old, that's going to happen. But we got some young stars. We're talking about J.D. Vance tonight. We got Ron DeSantis. There's Glenn Youngkin out there. There's still Ted Cruz who might try again. I think he would do all, I don't. I don't think the Republicans would go for him. But if he was president, I think he'd be awesome. The governor of Florida would do really good. That's, yeah, that's Ron DeSantis. DeSantis, yeah. Yeah, he's great. So here's what I think is going to happen. I think Trump will announce there will be a little bit of excitement. And then that excitement's going to wear off over the next six months or so. Or get worn down. Yeah. Yeah. By constant. Or the Democrats might say, well, we're going to investigate you then. And start slapping lawsuits on him and tie him up. So I'd say five or six months from now, then you do start seeing some more Republicans jump into the race. And, and you know, if Ted Cruz jumps back in, like I said, I love Ted Cruz. It'd be his like third or fourth time running. I don't think that'd be exciting enough <laughs> to, to I don't. People like a new thing. I think if Ron DeSantis jumps into the fight, um, that'd be interesting. Yeah, this could be. DeSantis and Ron DeSantis is just as good, if not better, than Ted Cruz at true, just about everything. Right. And Ted Cruz is good. Don't get me wrong. They're both awesome, but, but yeah, yeah. But, and, and DeSantis has been getting results. Yeah. And uh, we'll look at Florida. Yeah, you only but, have but, to look at Florida. Exactly. And DeSantis has that newness factor. You know, it's mm-hmm. a new thing. It's exciting. And and Trump's, I mean, he was exciting for a while when he was new, but he's kind of old news. He's already lost one presidential run. We don't want to go two losses in a row. Just trying the same guy again against the same guy he lost to last time. I'm hoping DeSantis. Biden wins re-election. It, it could happen if we run Trump. If Biden runs, I don't see how he loses to Biden. So... I think this could be DeSantis' moment. I hope he recognizes that. I hope he takes it. If we get, speaking of moments, 
congratulations again to Joe Manchin. If we get another 50-50 Senate, he goes back to being the most powerful man in America once again. Basically, if he votes with the Democrats, the Democrats get to pass their agenda. If he goes with the Republicans, he stops it. So for the past two years, he's been the most powerful person in this country. Sometimes I love him, sometimes I hate him. If if it looks like another 50-50 Senate this year, congratulations to him on two more years of running the country and probably the world. So I think we'll go ahead and stop there. I've got through all my notes. Jarrett, it's been fun. Thanks for being with us on the program again today. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's always good to be on. And to all of our listeners, thanks for listening to Fake News, a fiery but mostly peaceful podcast. This has been Luke Taylor with Jarrett Frill. And let me just remind you, if anyone tells you that they're a frog or a pro-choice pastor, that's just fake news. (laughs) 